love that you bring up fun so often because it's it's I feel like it's the missing piece for so many people, especially if they're stuck in the suck of, you know, just whatever they're in. That's such an important piece to understand that, like, it can be it can be challenging and fun at the same time. Uh, and so much of what you just said makes so much sense for why I resonate so deeply with you and why you had such a huge impact. Because like when you were explaining your, you were in your mind and you had to bring it into your heart basically, right? Like just to connect things in a different way. Like that was where I was at. I had all these, I was definitely in my mind and I felt unsettled, but I couldn't figure out why. And I was trying to figure out from my mind rather than from surrender. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was so clicked into here, into my brain that just, it, it wasn't helping me. It was definitely at that time in my life too. It just, it wasn't helping me. It was definitely in a state that was not, uh, functioning at its highest capacity. Well, I mean, is it ever? I think there's always more. That we <laughs> well, I just want to piggyback on that because I went through a, something recently where I had this kind of self-made goal of like, oh, in so many years, I'm going to make this change in my life. And, and it was kind of a, I was getting obsessed about it for several years. And a lot of other external things happened in my life. And it kind of kept getting put on the back burner, but I wanted to have this kind of vision of like, what am I doing? And now like a year and a half, which back then it was, I had a four-year plan, a three-year plan, a two-year plan. Yeah. And part of it was, you know, this is where sometimes too much knowledge can create confines. So like at the end of this year, I go into a different astrological phase. And so for years, you know, one of my old mentors was like, that you're going to have a big shift then. And so I was like, oh, I better hurry up and get ready for that. That's uh -huh. what started to come out of my radar. And, and it was kind of driving me nuts because it felt like I was forcing things. And then I was anxious about trying to get things to gel and it made some suffering a bit more apparent. And it was earlier last year, um, kind of shortly after I finally felt like I was beyond some of these estates I had to manage and deal with some of my own personal grief and I finally got to rest. And so the rest, it took several weeks. And then I remember like, oh, here I am. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, this is a really important part because then I was like, wait a minute, you know, I live, and Einstein said this too, but I really live by the belief like the mind that created this problem isn't gonna get me out of this problem, right? Oh, so, so is it a problem or is it an inconvenience? So I was like, the my, my mind has not been um subtle because I, I've gotten these a couple really big deaths in my life and it really shook a lot of things up. And so, and other losses, not just that, but you know, it wasn't like the dust hadn't settled and I was trying to create something, um, make something happen, but I did, I couldn't see where I wanted it to go. I couldn't feel it. So it was just hoping that I was going to feel this relief and it was really uncomfortable for a long time. So it was like exhausting. So anyway, once I kind of like got rested and I knew that I just needed to have that down, it was like, it was kind of like, all right. It was like all the guides are like, you know, it's time for you to rest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so last year I had this, you know, very long period of teaching and I was like, okay, now I'm going to have all this time off. And I love to teach, but I knew I needed just the time to not talk and just to have like time where I'm not in front of the computer, just getting out of the constant orchestration, a part of what, what I do does. 
And it took three weeks. And so, and after, once I hit that reset point, then I'm like, okay, now I got to expand that. So that did happen. And I'm still able to be in that space. But my point is, is until I could hit that reset, I was like, why was I even trying to force anything? It's just, it's it, nothing that I really wanted would have come from that. So right. it just reminded me like the power of when you're caught up in the stuff, like you just surrender is one, but another piece is going back to that trust. Like it's going to work itself out. Your job right now is to regulate and get grounded and it might not be for a while and, you know, learn to be okay with that and take really good care of yourself. And that's, that's something I did understand and it just had to get through it, you know? Yeah. I'm even seeking in my brain right now, like a word for active surrender. Cause it's like surrender with a listening or surrender with yeah. like an awareness, which is different than completely letting go. Right. Like there's effort there. There's a focus there. Yeah. I don't know what that word is, but oh, I, call, I call it fierce compassion. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because that is a thing. Like you have to like that whole, the, the reset, like resets are so huge. And I know when I need, like I hit that wall and then I'm like, uh Oh, I'm, I'm beyond, I'm to the point where I need an actual reset. And then it's like, there's only a handful of things that I find that work for reset and they all involve rest or like, you know, me not putting as much out into the world and me sort of more cleaning up my world, my internal world so that I can fill it then with, you know, cause stuff is crumbling off that I'm, that I'm hanging into. That's not mine anymore. Yeah. And part of it too, is a lot of, I mean, I, I learned this years ago, especially after having my son. And you don't really know when you're tired, like how tired yeah. you are. But I I can tell now, like when I finally do get a chance to rest, how how long it takes me to reboot is a sign of my rest. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was a, anyway, so you're right. I, I also like to call it trustful surrender. Like I just got to surrender and trust that there's something bigger and my past intentions. And, you know, I didn't come into this world without, you know, information that's going to be guiding me that that's still in play. In fact, a lot of what we do is so much more orchestrated by that than the moment to to moment actions that we think have a bigger control in our lives, I think. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And being connected to that, I think, I mean, before I would have said it's really rare, but after dropping into your community and now creating my own community as well, and then finding other communities that have like, there are more people out there that have that skill and just that awareness than, than we might think. But it's, it, if you would have asked me before I found you, I would have just been like, what are you even talking about? I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, you know, that space that we've been talking about just now, we're kind of like comfortably uncomfortable. Yeah. Not that you, nobody likes it, but it is a rich space. Like, you know, sometimes we call it being in the kunda, being in the fireball where, you know, stuff is melting, changing, shifting, you know, and stepping into fire, it's not pleasant, but uh, something's going to change. And so having an attitude of like, you know, I, I mean, I was just sharing this the other day with my students, like one of the best attitudes you can have on this path is go on an adventure. What are we going to encounter today? Ooh, looks like it's a little rough yeah ahead I can't quite see where it's going you know are we going to be sheltered or is there going to be like a lot of you know climbing up or are we going to get a chance you know what are we going to see today it's so like that but that that opportunity to see it as an adventure 
And then what do I need to bring with me today? Do I have my materials? Do I, am I rested enough? You know, do I have, you know, it's, that's, uh, that works for me as far as like how to live a life where I can be happy with and also know that I'm not, you know, just running amok. Yeah. Um, but, but, but no, too, it's not always going to be easy. You know, the best things in life often are gained because you went through something really challenging. And we forget that when we're really suffering that, wow, maybe on the other side of this is the person I've always sought, you know, and sometimes that alone gets people to get unstuck from their suffering or take the new action. Um, and a lot of times it's because of the people they know that somebody reminds them and yeah. that inner awareness that, 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 that takes practice, you know, <laughs> Yeah, come to it. Yeah. Well, and I love what you just said about the adventure and then bringing the tools with you. Cause one of my favorite questions these days to ask myself is how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up today? How do I want to show up for this podcast? How, how do I want to show up for this really challenging conversation that I have to have mm -hmm. But to add a layer to that is what tools do I need to bring to support me and assist me in mm -hmm. showing up in that way? Cause it's not just about like how I show up, there's tools and resources that are required and it's not all, it's not all me. Sometimes it's like, Ooh, maybe if I have a conversation with someone else who can really support me and bring me in clarity for this difficult conversation would be really helpful. Or, you know, there's just so many layers to it. And I think the more awareness and intention and work we're willing to put in from that not not the messy mind state <laughs> from that clarity state that we have to practice finding it can shift so many things and it does make it feel more like an adventure like you talked about like being uncomfortable in the i can't remember what you called the fireball unda unda right to, like to be to be uncomfortable fireball. Yeah. yeah that makes sense to be uncomfortable in that fireball is one thing to be comfortable in the discomfort of your old patterns is a whole nother thing. One's going to take you somewhere. The fireball will take you somewhere new and exciting and for you. And the mm -hmm. discomfort or the comfort in the discomfort of the old patterns keeps you right there. And like to choose where do you want to go is such a fascinating, I don't know, you empowered me in so many different ways. And you took away so much fear because you just everything that you said, it's like, it makes sense because you were the perfect I needed the logical to connect the spiritual and you had that for me. Some people don't. Some people are just like, like for me, I, I, if you would have dropped me right into the spiritual and given me none of the logical, it would have like, I would have just been like, that's it. I'm out. I'm terrified. I don't, I'm not in this world. I don't get it. Uh, mm -hmm. You're like this beautiful blend of, you know, here's, here's the, the logical pieces of this and here's the spiritual pieces of this. And we can braid the two together or, or bridge the gap between the two or make them make sense in a way that they're complementing and supporting each other because like we are having a human experience and if we choose it we can connect you know to the spiritual aspect of that as well and they go beautifully together if you go too far on one side or the other the human experience becomes something different i don't really messy i guess yeah i mean i hear that a lot from people they think i'm practical and yet spiritual and I mean, I, I fought for that. I, there are times I've been too into the spirit and too into the physical and, you know, it's, it's a daily practice of touching something sacred. I do my morning practice every day and that kind of like resets my, you know, what, what is my, what is life really about for me and how do I bring that in? But my endeavor to 
uh, weave that into the world. I mean, that that's all the other stuff, like, and then the self-care and, and managing, you know, your life, like all that really matters. But that's what, why I've gravitated towards the yoga world and that kind of Eastern philosophy is because they do it so beautifully is the weaving of the physical, mental, emotional, and the spiritual. And in fact, you know, it's just assumed that that's what health is, is you are not one part. It's the integration of that. And our culture, I think, is hungry, especially in the last several hundred years where we've kind of split ourselves, you know, into these different compartments and that doesn't feel whole, you know. So reweaving and, you know, my hope is that our culture can uh, continue to expand by being able to be in difficult places and be, stay curious. And it's really hard when you have a lot of people using the ability to polarize and create duality as a political tool and as a way to gain supporters. You know, I mean, that's not fair to people who actually want to, I don't know, <clears throat> you get a lot of energy by thinking you're right. Yeah. It's not a real type of energy, but it's some, it's an energy that people can co-opt and use. So I'm not interested in playing with that kind of energy. So <clears throat> I'm going to be the person that will try to talk to everybody, but rather than try to presume or suggest an agenda, I want to be a mirror and ask questions. Like, tell me yeah. more about that. Why do you think that? Is that really true for you? And I don't know. I think it, um, it, it keeps me from getting, anyway, we're going into weird territory here. So <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you anyway, probably I think you know, as a, as a, I guess question comes up too, is like, you know, just in having, you know, a, a business slash school or training center or, you know, community of people that assumedly want to grow and expand, you know, sometimes it may feel like some people might not be welcome, but everybody's welcome. I mean, even if you have certain beliefs or opinions, as long as you're not an asshole, yeah. like, come, and, come and learn things to help you understand if that's really true for you. And sometimes that's been met with a little bit of resistance from some people because it's like, well, we, people have to look like this in order to be here. It's like, no, no, um, everybody's. Yeah. And I mean, think of all the biases and things we've been born into. Think of the things we've inherited through our genealogy that you, you mean as a person might be very unbiased, but then you have these things that come up and you're like, why am I feeling this right now? So Yoga is such a great place to look deeper at those hidden um, constructs, and and in a in a very deeply personal way, start to uh, dismantle them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You brought so, up curiosity. I just one final question, and then I want you to make sure that you share with people how they find you if they want to deep dive into yoga and all of the other amazing things that you do. Um, but you brought up curiosity and I'm just wondering, I'm curious if you think, cause you said curiosity and shortly thereafter you said fear. And I was like, Oh, is curiosity the way out of fear is to just be inquisitive and curious and even playful and fun to navigate. I don't know. You, I've never really connected those two dots, but when you said it, I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Oh, for sure. I, yes. I think if you, um, you know, <clears throat> part of a yogic mind is to understand what is mine and what, what's, what's behind the mind. And so when you start to sense fear, you know, fear is a primordial 
cause of suffering. It's a klesha. It's an affliction of the mind. And fear can come in the form of like fear of death, fear of change, fear of just anything new, fear of something different, you know? And um, it creates duality. It creates uh, separateness. And, you know, as we all know, kind of in modern language, it creates like a fight, flight, or freeze response. Something all of a sudden you get on the attack. And that, again, it's that duality. Now you're here and you're not this. So it's a weird form of protection, but it isn't always true, right? Like the snake in the corner, is that a rope or is it a snake? It's an ancient philosophical question. I got to look closer. You know, if, if it's if it's safe, I will look closer. That's really the answer. Yeah. And then, oh, it's just a rope. Okay, I can relax. And then hopefully there's a feeling of, of relief. And often there's not. And that's a big problem in our culture is we just get too many of these red flags all day and then we don't get the relief. And so then everything is triggering us from like, oh my God, you know, this fire right here is like, uh, um, yeah. it's a fire. So the curiosity assumes you're going to look at something with discernment before you make a judgment. You know, I'm curious about this. Oh, wow. That's interesting. How, how human of me. So for example, last week I had a minor procedure and I had to have some anesthesia. And then the rest of the day I was home and I was really irritated. Like, like, like had this revved energy and I couldn't sit still and I'm supposed to rest. And, um, and I'm like, Oh, let me be curious about this because, you know, if I wasn't paying attention, I, I, you know, I maybe would have lashed out at people or I could have been like just grumpy and let it get to me. And then they created more problems. But I was like, wait, this isn't how I usually operate. What just happened? Oh yes. I have a bunch of drugs in my liver and how human of me. I'm a pitta. I have a lot of fire. Yeah. And so they just threw some fire on my fire. No wonder I'm like edgy and antsy. And like, um, there's probably some other stuff in my system masking my normal state of more my more common state and it's creating a, a layer of something but it's temporary and so just remembering that it was temporary it's not really me that took a huge thing off and then anytime I felt that rev I was like oh let's just watch it kind of disintegrate and then by the next day I didn't sense that anymore and I was really grateful for my liver to like metabolize that stuff <laughs> and you know, calm me the heck down. Um, so that's the, that's the curiosity thing. It provides a certain kind of level of space. And that's kind of what we started our talk with is what kind of space are you in? Are you, you know, like even your comment of, you know, how do I want to show for something today? You get to choose that space. You recognize that the space hasn't been formed yet, but it has influences and you can influence the space. And I mean, that's really when you become empowered is like you recognize it doesn't always have to go the way it, it's gone in the past with all the conditioning. You can you can spin it a different way. And in fact, you can help uplift and liberate and and remind people they can have that too. And, you know, it's just a, a type of savvy. It's a type of mojo. It's working with fire. It's working with the element of change. And that's when you're in the fire bowl, then it's like, okay, what's the fire going to do today? Instead of like being burned by it, you get to play with it and dance with it and, um, and liberate it. And, you know, and the more practice you get, the more fun it is. And the more is revealed. You know, I do use the word fun. And I do hear that from students. But I think that's really, really important is 
the you know this is a great teaching from the yoga tradition that, that life is a divine play lila lila is this is all a big play and like what's my role and how did i get to show up in this life and what attributes do i have like okay well you know that's an interesting role and um it 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 really it it starts to show you have in some cases a little bit less freedom but in other cases you can lean in so much more to what has been given and um and make more progress or maybe have more agency in certain areas that you didn't know you had that power into yeah that's amazing i i just when you're talking about how self-aware you are and how like you could catch yourself in the, I'm agitated. I don't normally show up this way. So many people don't have that skill. And I, that's a skill that I've developed over the course of the years, training with you, studying yoga and, and the other things. And it is about being curious with yourself and asking questions and like, where is this coming from? This is not like, this was not, this is not how I normally show up. What is happening right now? And instead of being like rigid or self, you know, guilt and shame to shift into like curiosity and where might this be coming from? And, oh yeah, I'm a Pitta too. <laughs> There's fire in my liver. What do we do about that? It's sometimes mm -hmm. it's just, you got to wait it out in the discomfort and that's okay. But when you're inquisitive about it and you're curious about it, and then you have some sort of innate wisdom or inner wisdom that you've built, it, it can help you just surrender to the, this is my truth right now. And it's going to be uncomfortable for a hot second and that's okay. No pun intended. <laughs> so yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so if you were to, this is going to be a big question, but just offer one bit of guidance, whether they're on the yogic path or not to someone just of some, there's a simple, simple step to start. What, what would you say? Hmm. A super simple, just every day, do one thing and a step in the direction you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a big thing. Like a lot of people, it's just be grateful for something or just be grateful for your, the gift of life, even though your life might suck at the moment, <laughs> you know, like I have a life right now. <clears throat> Yeah. Or drink an extra glass of water. But when you consciously are like, this is moving me where I want to go, that builds faith. And that faith will build a lot more willpower. And then you're going to start to remember the things that you've been wanting to remember. And then all of a sudden you start to feel more comfortable because you're like, I'm actually doing it. And I'm starting to see changes. And then all of a sudden you get more aha moments. And all of a sudden, like life speeds up and in a good way, like it just more energy comes in than you could think, but it just, it's the, that step of faith, step forward one step every day. And the Bhagavad Gita will back you up. It says any effort, no big, no matter how big or small, any effort towards, you know, that whatever it is, that sacred it's Krishna in the Gita, but you could call it towards your best self, never wasted. You might not see the benefits of it the next minute or the next day or even this life, but it goes into your karmic bank account as merit and it will, it will serve you. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. It's simple. It builds because you're doing it every day. And what you said about it builds faith. It it's so true. And it's such a simple thing we can do for ourselves.
Oh, mm-hmm. You're amazing. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Oh, today. I love oh. talking to you. You uh, are at the tippy top of my list of people who inspired me and empowered me and gave me skills and tools that I didn't even know existed in this world until I met you. And mm-hmm. I always appreciate the fun that we have together. You do make life fun. We always giggle. Always, um, always <laughs> giggle. A lot of giggling when we're together. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, a little more, maybe a little more serious today. We didn't giggle too terribly much, but yeah, we, there's just something about uh, us coming together. That's great. So where can people find you? What's the easiest and best way for people to contact you or connect with you? Yeah. I mean, there's websites. I have four of um, my personal Tanya Boyganzon.com. That'll have all the things that I do personally, which might not be through my school, but everywhere. And then there's Devanati Yoga. So that's the school website that has everything related to the school. A lot of programs, teacher training, Thai Yoga Body Work, guest teachers. Um, ThaiYogaBodyWork.com is just for the Thai Yoga Body Work programming. So that's its own kind of unique school. So if you're just looking for that. And then I have a website called Clear Vision Retreat, which is on one of the retreats that I lead in Costa Rica. It just happens to have its own website. And then you can find me on social media, Tanya Boyganzan, David Yoga, Thai.YogaBodyWork, Facebook, of course. Um, yeah. And of course, if you want to come live to anything, we're in Minneapolis, right? And Linden Hills, 44th and Upton. And uh, a lot of things we offer hybrid. So if you don't live nearby, a lot of things you can do through live stream or through recordings. So there's a lot of that going on too. So a lot of ways they can connect with you and dive in if they, if they are called to do so. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And you can find us on Hypothetically Intentional on social media, on both Instagram and Facebook, and then all my other accounts, which I'll link all of these in the episode so that people can just quick, easy, click, (laughs) click to your accounts. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Tanya. Thank you, Michelle. It's so great to spend some time with you on this snowy, it's not very snowy, on this January days with you (laughs) january day in minnesota that's a wrap for today bye be you every day 